What is up, people of Minnesota and people of Minneapolis? Welcome to the People's Pitch. I am Nate. I'm here, as always, with John. Good evening. We good are... afternoon. Good morning. Depending <laughs> on when you're listening to this. We are, of course, Minneapolis's premier podcast about Minneapolis City SC being Minneapolis's premier semi-pro soccer club. As always, the People's Pitch is brought to you by Summit, the official craft beer sponsor of our podcast. Let's give them some love. Uh, Summit just released their newest member of the Unchained 21 series. We talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, John, did you get a chance to try it? I did. Uh, I did. Us and Them is what it's called, and it sounds delicious. It's not just a uh, Pink Floyd lyric. No. They... It also is a tasty beverage. So they broke down Saga IPA into two distinct threads, kind of two versions of Saga IPA. Correct. And uh, maybe they, then they split it in three and three in a six-pack, so you get to try them both. That is awesome. I like the sound of that. Uh, for more information, check out summitbrewing.com for all the details that I'm sure we missed, as well as information on tours and upcoming events, much more. What's going down, John? How you doing? I'm good, man. Next question. All let's, right. No. Let's get into it. <laughs> Long weekend. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I... Uh, Played a lot of FIFA this weekend. I had some friends from Milwaukee. In, oh, that's and, uh, right. It was your uh, it was yeah, your bro time weekend. Just, yeah, it was Palentine's Day weekend. Palentine's Day. <laughs> no, I just played a lot of FIFA and drank tons of beer and still feeling a little a little rough today. But I will forage on and I will uh, I'll give you my all in this podcast. Well, you look great. Thank you. Well, I don't feel great, but <laughs> appreciate it. You're a true professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, coming up today, we got some good stuff. Uh, player signing news, of course. We've been promising it. For a couple of weeks, so we are going to get to know all the new guys that we have on the roster, as well as a, a recap of the second scrimmage with MTA on Sunday, right? Correct, correct. I was able to to, um, to, to head to the scrimmage this weekend, and we'll provide a little bit of feedback on that and maybe get some, uh, some dynamite words, uh, written words. We didn't get an interview, though, uh, with uh, associate head coach Jeremy Ivaskovich and his take on, on what he saw. Yeah, we'll get to some user email, uh, but first, in case you missed it, last week we announced here on this here podcast that we, Minneapolis City, has a stadium deal. We'll be playing at Minneapolis South's Les Barnard Field, a.k.a. The Barnyard. See, I like The Barnyard. If you say Bernard fast enough, Barnyard just organically rolls off the tongue. Yep. But what about uh, maybe calling it The Nard? Well, let's see how the season goes, right? <laughs> if it's like an unforgiving field, we end up with a poor home record. Just I think we got to go negative with it. Opponents the come nard. in and get kicked in the nard. Yeah, I, don't know. I like the barnyard to start, <laughs> uh, but really, it's, it's super exciting. It's a great location right down there on uh, on Cedar and Lake. You know, we've got a great opportunity to make it our own. It sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. They've been great to work with. Um, you know, because Minneapolis City is a nonprofit. Um, you know, we, we have some advantages that uh, were afforded that more than other teams in the league. So they, they were really great to work with. Um, you know, we had tried a few other locations, but they just didn't pan out, uh, which is fine. And, you know, we'll continue to explore options. But we may find out that we like the barnyard and we don't want to leave. If I'm reading between the lines here, it sounds like Minneapolis South is more willing to let us be us. Yeah, I would agree with that. They're, they they control their space, whereas a few of the other locations we looked at, they maybe had partners that were in play, and they had to get more approvals to do things. We still right. went through the proper channels, and you know, with our our ability to to showcase, you know, knock on wood, responsibility at our events that we do with Stegmans and Blaine, they were more than willing to 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 give us the old the old. 
college try. That's <laughs> cool. See, see if we can uh, we can make this happen without any incident. Oh yeah. So when do you think when are we get the first look at this field? Uh, you know, we've got the May twenty eighth home opener, but will there be any practices or scrimmages? Uh, scheduled there beforehand? You know, uh, probably not. Our our scrimmage calendar really consists of the scrimmages that we've been having with Minnesota Thunder Academy. We're going to be going down to Shattuck St. Mary's, and and uh, I believe we're working on that. It's that's our our next goal um, to to get a friendly or two in, and then we travel on the 14th of May to. Des Moines to play the Des Moines Menace. Des Moines. And Des Moines Menace is the team that knocked off your very own Minnesota United last year in the Open Cup. Uh, they they are good. And we're going to do three 30-minute uh, periods instead of 245, so we can kind of rotate it out. So it's going to be very much so a cl- closed-door training match. So okay. uh, a lot of maybe some situational scenario stuff that we'll do uh, I'm, that's being kind of ironed out with the coaching staff and, and the people above me. Um, but it's going to be a, te- a chance for us to test ourselves with majority of our guys back. There's a few we'll miss because they're not going to be back until late. But um, it'll be it'll be our first true test before we le- we lead into the 21st and take the take on the Barbarians in Milwaukee. So maybe a little less of a talent showcase as much as it, as it's going to be a uh, like a, a fine tuning of the roster. Yeah, and, sharpening of the skills yeah. and uh, the formation tactics, things like that. Okay, and really. A higher level professional franchise and organization that we'll be playing against. So it'll be a good experience for all of our players, and who knows, maybe we'll maybe we'll nip some goals off them. Sounds menacing. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I like it. Um, should we cover a quick uh, user email? Or oh yeah, you got, email? yeah, we got emails. Um, so we, you know, we pride ourselves in being the people's podcast. It's in our name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not our podcast. It's yours. But uh, we don't get a whole lot of email, and. We always joke it's because of the fact that we get it wrong. I would like to get it right. So our email address is mcscpodcast at gmail.com. mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Please email us because the, the emails that you have and the topics that you'd like <laughs> to, to discuss will help shape what we talk about in the future. Well, you did get one. I did get one, and that was from a Mr. Daniel Warner. And his question was... What's my favorite dinosaur? Uh, and Daniel, my favorite dinosaur is the one that killed Newman in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I have no idea what it's called. I'm sure on Twitter someone will inform us because they do. Um, but that's the one. That's the one I like. How about you? Uh, mine's Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. No, he didn't say your favorite bridge troll. You said your favorite, your favorite dinosaur. No, my favorite dinosaur. Doug I don't Arson know. Banger is your favorite Stegosaurus. dinosaur. Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Classic. Underrated, I think. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Everyone else, uh, please hit us up on... Our email address. Why don't you drop it one more time? For <laughs> okay, mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Mcscpodcast. No space at gmail.com. Correct. Yeah, shoot us your questions. We're uh, especially after today when we're talking about we're gonna be talking about some players. Uh, people out there are, gonna, are sure to have a few a few details that we may have missed that they want to know about. So let's. Um, we, were, we were talking about practices and scrimmages at the new field, um, but we are. We have been holding them uh, at you know MTA's home home territory mm-hmm. over there at the Star Dome, Star and Dome. you you went to one on Sunday. Yes, correct. Uh, it was a different, a little bit different of a squad that played against us the first time, as well as the squad that we brought out to to play against them. So 
Uh, ended up being a 1-1 draw. We had one goal called back. Terrible officiating. Um, wasn't I, I joke, our guy that... I, I, I joke about that. <laughs> our, our technical director, Al Merrick, was uh, manning the middle of the field. It was great. He just marauding back and forth with a brisk walk and a slight limp, a British accent, and just telling gentlemen to calm down and compose themselves after strong tackles. <laughs> Be respectful, lads. Yeah, I mean, he... he he said it very respectfully, but he meant it. Yeah, he, there, right. was, there, there was a, there was an anger in that tone. Oh, really? Um, but you know, Alan did a great job. That he actually didn't call the offsides. The other team just kind of complained, and then we just let him have a free kick. Mm. So uh, one of the trialists uh, didn't didn't get his name. Uh, new guy to the mix. Uh, he he ended up scoring the the goal. He got called back. Um, I, I think the bright spots really were um, number one the goalkeeping work of goalkeeper Matt Elder who comes to us by a way of UW-Superior. Okay. And Matt uh, had a, a pretty bad leg injury, and now he's finally coming back from it. And you can tell, um, you know, he's, he's getting back into shape, but it's tough when, when, you have a ter- when you have a leg injury and you can't really exercise as much. So yeah, he, uh, he put on some injury pounds, which uh, he's been, even since the first time I've seen him out, he's, he's quickly shaking those off. He's getting quicker. Um, but he made some incredible saves uh, and kept us in it. As MTA, even though they, they they had their same possession style that you saw going backwards and yeah. sideways, but they were they were attacking a little bit more, and because we had more of a patchwork team uh, together, it was uh, a lot of communication issues, and they were actually exploiting that, which was good because we were able to see um, a, a team kind of attack a weakness and how we how we we adapted. So we played a very um, attacking style, um, and we had a goal by uh, trialist Emmanuel Grant. Uh, it was an incredible, incredible goal. So he made a quick five-yard pass that ended up getting switched to, to the other side of the field, and then he just took off. And this guy, like with sprinter speed, just ran like about sixty yards past <laughs> the forward, past the right, the right outside mid, past the right outside back as the ball went over his head, and just had a touch and turn and put it in upper uh, the upper corner, and the, the goalie really had no chance with it. So. Um, that sounds pretty amazing. It, it was. It was pretty nice. And you know, um, Emmanuel, if you're listening, uh, it was a great finish and a great run. Uh, maybe a little more uh, work on the defensive end of the of the pitch, but that's just me being honest. Uh, but great, great, tidy finish, my man. Uh, that was great. Um, and then we uh, we kind of talked with uh, associate head coach Jeremy Ivaskovich uh, about kind of what his overall takeaways were and. Uh, by and large, we had a small number of trialists, uh, but he, he wanted to point out the fact that we had about nine guys that were um, that were new to the trial um, the trial period from Anoka Ramsey Community College, and um, some bright spots in there. Um, but it was a little bit difficult because we were you know slightly different guys, makeshift group, communications a problem, and that's why I was saying that MTA kind of really attacked that. Is that just is that the case of word getting around, and maybe one guy that plays with Anoka Ramsey heard that. We're doing this, and he invited his buds, or what's no? The... It, there's it's a little bit more of a formal process, but, okay. Um, but yeah, it uh, it was more so. I think it came through Alan. Um, oh, okay. From a technical director standpoint, mm-hmm. where their their staff contacted him, and and we made it work. And it was great to see some new guys out there and see how they might fit in. Um, you know, they, do I see? Uh, do I did I see a lot of uh, a lot of guys that are going to take over starting starting eleven spots? Maybe not, probably not. But I saw a lot of guys that had very, very much so squad potential that could mm-hmm. that could come in and be a role player, yeah. um, or a bright spot later on down the road. You never know. That's, that's why you bring them in for the trials. But um, 
But yeah, they all, all the guys did well. Um, like I said, one of the trial is scoring, the goalie got called back. Um, but uh, as far as uh, the, the guys that were already in the mix, um, you know, I asked Jeremy kind of what he thought his, his bright spot was, and, and I completely agree with him. Um, if you're listening, Jeremy, I'm on the same page with you that Chris Riera – who plays a holding center midfield spot. And I believe, Nate, when you when you came to watch the last game, he played on the right wing in the beginning of the game, and then he moved into the midfield. Yeah, okay. Uh, but well, Chris is a high school player. I think he's recently just fresh 18, um, and he's looking more comfortable in that holding defensive role. Um, he reads the game. He's not not afraid of contact. He um, gets, gets pretty stuck in. And I think Jeremy was, uh, was 100% right with the, him being the bright spot. Um, and he also mentioned that he's got room for growth, but the trajectory that he's on, um, the coaching staff really thinks that it's uh, it's any it's it's uh, on the way to the top. So um, where's he playing right now? Um, he's in high school, so he's uh, I don't actually know we where he plays, but uh, I don't know where he's going. Uh, I don't know what his deal don't is, know but where he's been. I know where he's going to be this summer. Yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. Yep, cool. And you got a chance to to check out Duncan, right? Our the, the starting goalie, the upcoming starting goalie for, for, for City? I don't know if we can, we, can, we can give him the starting nod yet. He's going to have to earn it. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but, yeah, it was our first opportunity to, uh, to see Duncan. And uh, Duncan is a beast of an 18-year-old. He's a big dude. And he, you know, I, I thought it was the first time I got a chance to see him play. I wish I could have got a chance to talk to him, but I kind of had a bolt afterwards. Um, but he played, played really well. He's, he's, he's an impressive goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Size speed off his line he's got decent feet for being a big man uh, he stayed very connected with his back line and that's something that the coaching staff pointed out that on several occasions uh if he had any hesitation uh in coming off of his line it would have resulted in us having the uh having an opportunity maybe to score so he did uh, he did a great job and um, very vocal which is something that you know at a younger age you kind of have to learn that maybe you're more of a shot stopper than you are a uh, a dictator of what's happening in front of you. Yeah, and he uh, he's very vocal, and that's something that you're he, you're gonna need, and he's gonna need when he goes to the next level. It's something that maybe casual fans don't casual fans of soccer don't realize is the role of the goalie in directing the the flow yeah, the of the game. You know, they're the guys that are telling telling when to make the switch, telling telling the back line to you know to, to, to look left, up. look right, who to pick up. Yeah, when to step, when to when to drop in. Yeah, and you know and. Um, he's probably been playing with those kids for years, right? Yep. Probably since the MTA you know, kids, 13, 14, yeah. give or take. And now, you know, four, maybe four or five years of playing with them. So they had, they had, uh, they did definitely had a very good connection, but, but we're excited about uh, what we saw from Duncan. Anytime you can see an 18 year old grab the ball and palm it while he's barking instructions at the outside wingers to get up the field so he can throw it 70 yards. Gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> or punt the ball the length of the field and have the goal, other goalkeeper have to, try to make a save off of it. Oh, man. Um, it's exciting. So it was good to see Duncan. And I know um, like Jeremy in particular was very excited. He and I were watching next to him. We're like, God, that guy looks like Hulk. And Hulk smash when Hulk <laughs> get mad. Yeah, watch out. Uh, so, we got to uh, think of a new nickname. We got to think of a nickname for him, though. We can't use Hulk. We can work on it. We can all work right, on it, yeah. all right. Yep. Uh, so this that's kind of a good opportunity to to move into talking about our player signings because Dun- Duncan was first on our list. Uh, uh what I want to kind of talk about really with just with him real quick to cover is that right now he's he's going to Blake. So he's yep. you said he's still 18. Still 18, still high school. He's going to graduate here in a couple months. Yep. Um, and he's UCLA bound. Yeah. Well, first I, I like to maybe take one step back. So he's um, 
the reason why he's not able to play with us now is because he's got his development uh, academy contract and agreement with MTA. So that's why we had to play against mm-hmm. him. For those of you out there who don't quite get how that works, he's he's committed to them until um, I think until the end of the, the school year. Um, so then he's able to kind of hop over and play with us once uh, once that commitment goes. So um, yes, yeah, so we were saying yeah, he's UCLA bound and and all the skills that we were just talking about that um, Coach Eva Scovish had mentioned what uh, they're true when when you're going to a, a class or you're joining a recruiting class that's perennial, perennially at least in the re- recent years top five you need to have those skills in order to even make the make the front page you know? yeah and he he's got it and we'll have to see him play more so in a game against um, adult more adult grown men mm-hmm. than than 18 year olds in the trialist that we had out but I this guy's got what it takes so so, you know, you've mentioned it before that we don't really have D1 soccer up here no, in, we, in Minnesota. No, we don't have we, – we don't have for, – for, for men's, we have no paid soccer scholarships right. at any level. But we have zero Division One. Right. So I th- what talk – to, talk to me a little bit or, let, you know, talk to the listeners a little bit about where UCLA falls in the D1 um, soccer picture because – we don't we don't get to see a lot of D one soccer. We don't get to follow right. a lot of D one soccer right. unless you go out of your way. Right, exactly. You might know Stanford because of Jordan Morris. Right, or you might know, um, like for instance, I know a lot of a lot of guys throughout the Wisconsin systems mm-hmm. because I have a connection to it. Um, or I'll follow my alumni, or someone else will follow their alumni. Um, well, as far as UCLA is concerned, uh, the recruiting power of Los Angeles doesn't hurt. Right, and especially for kids that are from this this neck of the woods. You know, going out to Los Angeles from from cold Minneapolis in the winter would be great. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as their actual program, I know they were on. Uh, you know, they obviously play in a tough in a tough conference with some some quality players uh, and quality teams. But over the last three four years, they've maybe five years, their recruiting process and their recruiting um, the recruits have been within uh, top five classes every year. So they're bringing in. Most likely the cream of the crop, yeah, or the second tier of the of the cream of the crop every single year. Cool. One and, more thing. Oh, go ahead. And like for for Duncan's case, I believe he was a three star. So the the, the five star and four star recruits they don't hand out a whole lot of four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of go five or three. Um, and he you know he was a three star goalie and he's got all the tools to be able to be a starting goalkeeper. Maybe not his first year, but to adapt to the college game and, and the, the rigorous rigorous schedule between that and uh, and school, you know, he, he's going to learn that. But he has what it takes to be, you know, maybe in year two or three to compete for the spot. So when we're talking about local talent, you know, the, the exciting thing about Minneapolis City as a showcase for local talent, this is really what we mean. I mean, we're talking about a guy mm-hmm. who's going to go to this D1 school with a top program and you know we can get in on the ground floor as a fan of of this young man yeah. who who has pro potential. Right. That's that I mean that's just something that's super exciting. And that goes for a number of these guys, especially some of the signings that we'll get to right. get to later. Um, I, but I, speaking of D one guys, right? You know, um, I just want to add something quick. Oh sure. You know, uh, before we get in too too far, and I kind of forgot to mention this earlier. Um, I shouldn't have forgot to mention it. I, I want to definitely talk about the re- the recruiting power that our staff has done. Mm-hmm. Like when we looked at this, there was no way that I would have thought it, not 
underestimating the the, the, the power of, of the, the technical direction and the coaching staff that we have. I'm just not familiar with any of these players before before they came in, into the mix, and like you in particular as well. Like, nope. we, we don't. Like, I, I would have had no idea who Duncan was unless I saw him play. Yep. Or I heard the name, and someone or someone told me about him. So definitely, props to Coach Kicker and Coach Ivaskovich, and uh, you know, and the and the stuff that that Allen's doing from a technical director standpoint. They're bringing in these guys that, I mean, the collection of talent that we have is is incredible from these these Division One players that are coming back that all had the opportunity probably to go off and play somewhere else. Yeah. In a and maybe even at a higher level, but they want to come back. Um, so hats off to those guys. Um, and I also want to mention too that we only have a few signings. There we haven't we haven't picked the team yet because we have a few trials that are coming up. Uh, we'll have a college only trial. We have an open combine for anyone who who want to sign up, which actually had was very popular. So the guys that we're going through today are are really only the nine players that that we we definitely uh, have signed who are going to be in the mix for our starting eleven. Because if, if you think about it. You're gonna to want to have 11 to 12 players who are are your backbone. Yep. And then you're gonna fill it in with the squad. So uh, wanted to get that out there before, but segueing into Duncan was pretty easy from talking about the uh, the training match. So, um, but anyways, you were saying that uh, we we're talking about the local flavor before I cut you off. Yeah, uh, just that you know, like I said, we don't get a lot of D1 action here, and so it's nice to. I just kind of wanted to give people a feel for for where UCLA falls in there, and then where Northwestern does, home of uh, the next guy on our list, Sam, Sam Forsgren. Yeah, Sam Forsgren, um, you know, he he's one of a kind. Um, you know, he he fits in at Northwestern, like you were saying. Northwestern is more of maybe um, the, the top of the middle of the packet in the uh, in the Big Ten, but they've been, they've been like UCLA, totally on the, on the, on the, uh, on the up and up as far as their, what they've done with their recruiting. Uh, but Sam's a St. Paul Academy product. He was an uh, all-Big Ten freshman, uh, which is incredible. That was two years ago. And he's, he's an attacking midfielder slash forward. And this guy's got the vision that he'll make the pass, but he's, but he's also able to tuck away his chances. And, and that's something that you, you want out of anyone who plays in an attacking position. But he also has some grit. You don't want to, you don't want to mess with Sam. Yeah. Sam, Sam will kick you. Um, but uh, and he'll get stuck in as opposed to some attacking players who maybe shy away from contact. He invites it. Cool. Uh, next up now, this is a guy that we had. We've we've showcased his awkward his awkward video. Uh, <laughs> I think on the on the city Twitter feed, uh, <laughs> the captain Trey Trey. What do you how do you say his last name? Benard. Benard. Trey Benhard. Um, Trey's from <laughs> La- yeah. Trey's from Lake Lakeville and went to Shattuck St. Mary. So he, he played in the in the incredible program that they have there. But uh, he's, where is that? Um, it's I believe it's south of of the cities. I've actually never been there, not being from here. Um, but I I've heard that uh, it's just a factory of sports. Yeah, hockey. Isn't soccer. that where Sidney Crosby like uh, went for a second? I know he went down like near Farmington for like a couple years when he was like, when he be, was a baby. It could be true. I'm sure. Once again, I'm sure Twitter when they hear this will tell us. Yeah, tell us Twitter. We yeah. have, we don't have Google in front of us. Yeah, sorry, we're yeah like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to host the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, but Trey Trey's our captain. Actually, he was our first signing, and when we put this together. Uh, the leadership that uh, that Trey had, Trey was part of our internationals uh, Division One affiliate through Stegman's this past summer, and a great guy, hard worker, uh, a solid center back, and 
if you if you go to UW Green Bay, which he'll be a junior, he's a, currently a junior at. Uh, if you go to their website and you look up his name, you'll see an incredible video of him uh, talking about why he chose Green Bay and who he thinks he would uh, would play him in a movie. <laughs> and, uh, and he does it with charisma. He does. He does. <laughs> you can tell some PR lady from or PR volunteer student from the, the athletic department shoved a shoved a piece of paper in front of him and told him to memorize and answer these questions. <laughs> Here, we're going to, in three seconds, we're going to turn this camera on and I'm going to ask him, I'm, I'm going to have you ask, a, a, give me the answers. Um, but no, Trey, Trey's going to be the, one of the rocks in the, in the back line and he's going to be the, the, the guy who's going to be captaining the squad for, for the first year of uh, Minneapolis City. So, and he also said that, uh, in his in his wonderful video that Nate and I have mentioned multiple times, that his if he if he owned a yacht he would call it Old Faithful. Perhaps there's a nickname why? in there. Wonder why that uh, doesn't yeah. make any sense. I don't know, but yeah. All right. Yep. Well, <laughs> the uh, I had a question real quick about that. So he is moving into this first season. He is the captain, and uh, how how does that decision get made? He was he was handed the armband directly from Coach Kicker. Okay. So that's and that basically kind of piggybacking off of that he was our first signing and and Trey had Trey like Sam had the ability to play with uh pretend I, I believe either they they played or they trained with last year the Chicago Fire Reserves and they they turned them down to play with us because of the difference in organizational structure and and maybe didn't have the best experience there um, I don't want to definitely put words in their mouths, but they, they chose to come play for us, and uh, and that was a big thing for us. And, and Trey having a, an existing relationship with with Coach Kicker was kind of kind of you know led into it. And when he, and when when Keith had mentioned that that's what he wanted to do, uh, you know, I, I myself at least, and I know Dan as well, Chairman Hudeman, who you, who you guys heard from last last week, had zero objections. Trey, Trey's a good dude. Cool. I was right. Sidney Crosby did go to Shattuck. Okay. What, did you find out where it was? Ah, uh, it's Faribault. Faribault. All yep. right. They make great blankets in Faribault. I'm a great sports mind, so <laughs> I just got to <laughs> – when I can pull stuff out of the air, uh, it all comes together for me. Uh, so the next guy I want to talk about is Emmanuel uh, Ekishin. Yeah. Impossible to spell last name. So Emmanuel plays at Green Bay with Trey. Mm-hmm. And he's a year younger, but he's a member of uh, Saint Croix Soccer Club, where a couple guys that we've signed are were were teammates on that Saint Croix team that won, uh, I believe, twenty thirteen state cup against uh, you know uh, against MTA and Shattuck and I mean, it, Saint Croix is a feeder organization for uh, Sporting KC. Correct. Yes. So uh, and he goes so you, like you said he goes to Green Bay. Um, sounds like he's playing more of a substitute role now because he's a little younger. Yeah, you know he like I said he's in his second year there and came uh, came more so uh, this past season as a a substitute scoring scoring twice in in five substitute appearances. So you know that's not a bad goal scoring record, especially for someone who's coming off of off of the bench. So yeah. um, you know he can find the back of the net when given the opportunity. So. We'll, we hope to give him that opportunity, and uh, and then have uh, have him translate that over next season into uh, banging in more goals for the Phoenix and Green Bay. Cool. Now speaking of Saint Croix kids, we've got Saint Croix kids. We've got Will Kid, Willie yeah. the Kid. Will yeah, William the Kid. Yeah. Oh, Will. <laughs> yeah. Give him. Uh, we got Will Kid, uh, another guy from Minnesota. You know, listeners out there, I, I hope you're you're following the theme here. We've signed homegrown players. Yep. Minnesota United just put out a whole bunch of press about how they just signed a homegrown player. 
but that's just one. That's one dude. We have uh, we got a stable full of uh, Minnesotans. So Will's from St. Paul, grew up and went to Como Park. Sounds like he lit up lit up the stats. Yep, he, uh, he was leading scorer in the conference, I think, three out of four years. Full disclosure, I work with his mom. So I get to hear about I get to hear about oh, I got to hear about him all the way. It was like it was I knew about <laughs> Minneapolis City and then uh, and then when when Will got signed, she was asking me all about it. I wish I could have uh, wish I could have had more info for her. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you have it. Yep, now yeah. I've got it. So I mean, she's talking talking me up about him all the time. Uh, he, does she he, wear the Does she wear like his player button? No, like, like no, the no, 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 not that bad. <laughs> Just covering her desk. <laughs> Just pictures of Will all over screensavers. Well, well, when you when you have a you know a player like Will who uh, you know lit up the stat sheet in high school and then you know was was in the shortlist for Player of the Year in Minnesota, his against some very serious competition, including some guys he's gonna be playing with yeah. on, on City. Uh, you know, it's you gotta be proud of your kid, right? Yeah, totally. So I mean, with Como Park, he won, they won state champs, right? Mm-hmm. They won the state championship. Yep. Right now, he's going to Bradley. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, then they this season finished second in their conference, which, which is, is incredible. With I don't know if she mentioned to you uh, about the the makeup of the team. It's like one senior and like twelve true freshmen and a few sophomores and a couple redshirt freshmen. Like they have a young squad, so it looks like they're turning over there. Yeah. So that team in if, if they all stay in three years is going to be dangerous. And he had I mean what sixteen caps this year. He started nine or ten of them. So that's yeah pretty pretty solid playing record. For a freshman, right, right? Good opportunities. Yeah, and he he's he, he has incredible hairstyles too. Which, I, which the I, hair on this team on its own is, is something to be excited about because not only does Will have have the blonde the blonde fro, oh, and he had the, the blonde mohawk, and then he had something else too. Yeah, but we've got our next guy, uh, Samuel Ruiz Plaza. This guy, uh, Will's teammate from Saint Croix. Uh, this guy's hair, it's like a combination of. Kenny Powers and like Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it, oh, I'd also maybe maybe throw in like uh, some a member of the Cobra Kai. Yeah, or some and with some yeah. Vanilla Ice highlights yeah, like with, some, the, with the, like the shaves in the yeah. sides. Uh, I'm really excited for this guy, not only because of his hair, but because he sounds like he's an amazing player. Oh, uh, Samuel is is incredible. Samuel, like um, like Nate Nate was saying, he's he played on that St. Croix State title team. He's from Woodbury, and he plays kind of in a. a in his his highlights of this past season, obviously I, I don't. Uh, he goes to Messiah College. I'm not I'm not going to be flying out to Pennsylvania to, to look at him. So I've been I watched him a little bit online, and I don't know if it's necessarily a, a true attacking midfield role or he's just box to box because he's got so much energy. So uh, what he can produce on the on the offensive end, he definitely doubles up on the on the defensive end by tracking back. But uh, as a freshman, just crushed it. And he is silky smooth in the middle of the field, and he's got gr- <laughs> he's got great vision. And that haircut, like, if you're listening, well, and not even to mention the the mustache he had too. Oh, six stash. Yeah. So del- delicious flow. So if you want to treat f- folks out there listening, Samuel Ruiz R U I Z space Plaza P L A Z A, and he goes to Messiah College. Check him out. <laughs> his his picture is incredible. Now another Como Park kid. Uh, it's Taylor Johnson, and we got to see—I got to see him play a couple weeks ago when I went to that. Right. When I went to that scrimmage with you, he's the senior that we had talked about. Um, really looking just to gain some some good experience and start as a foundation, be a foundational player. Right. He um, a development player um, uh, for us is is interesting because of the fact that you know 
we um, we're bringing back a lot of guys that are maybe freshman, sophomore, juniors in college. Mm-hmm. Um, as you'll see, we don't really have any seniors on here unless we're talking about maybe some of the local guys that are in the in the trial period right now. Yep. Uh, but for for Tyler or sorry Taylor, he's afforded the opportunity to gain a lot of experience while he's still in high school. And you know, unlike Chris Riera, who we talked about that was kind of kind of making that jump, um, you know, from the from the trial game perspective, Taylor has a has the opportunity to train with some of the best players in the state and go into his his um, his senior season with semi-professional soccer experience in his back in his back pocket, you know. And you know, it's going to be tough for him to to gain minutes. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He's going to have to. He's gonna to have to grow, but he's he's a smart kid and he's good enough, and you know he's he's a battler. So I don't see why he would wouldn't be able to you know to be able to to get some minutes here and there. But he's now the bedrock of what we what we're laying down for future years. Yeah, I think a longer developmental period will will benefit him not only like you said at high school, but farther down the road when he has the opportunity to to get some more minutes and potentially start. Yeah. In Minneapolis City. Who's to say he doesn't move from being the captain of Como Park High School to being the captain of Minneapolis City one day? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, next up, another Blake School graduate. We've talked a lot about guys that are playing midfield midfield roles. Not a lot of defense on the team so far. Uh, Trey, that's yep. all we need. Yep. Old faithful. That's, that's all we need. Old faithful, old faithful back there. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but we've got Raheem, right? Raheem Omar? Yeah, Raheem Omar. So Raheem was a highly touted recruit out of high school. He started out at uh, he graduated from Blake, um, where another one of our players, Duncan Duncan, is currently uh, currently at. But he's a he's an outside defender. He signed with Wisconsin out of high school. He didn't appear in any games at Wisconsin, but um, he's back with the program, uh, and he's been uh, he's been itching to get into the mix, which we we hear is his next step. So he's been uh, he's been on the fringes at Wisconsin, but he was definitely a player who was highly recruited out of out of high school. And uh, he played, I believe he played in the men's league in uh, the summer with the international segments internationals and scored, I think, like two or three goals a game when he played from from the back. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's pretty good. Wow, incredible speed, lockdown defender. Uh, you know, really great on the ball when it comes from an outside defender, which is uh, is something that you definitely need when it comes to to attacking. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to getting uh, Raheem into the mix. So scoring goals from from the back line that's on crosses that's headers that's or is he is he coming up to join the attack as a defenseman? He's joining the attack and I, and I know that from listening to the coaching staff talk we're going to play a more of a, a, a pressing a pressing style. Okay. So that'll afford him the opportunity to get to bomb up and down the wings. That's pretty exciting. Yep, yep. Let's uh let's talk about two two guys that were just signed today, two brand new players to the team. First of all, Matthew Gway and uh, then we've got Abdullah Abdullah Ba. Yes. Two uh two beasts it sounds like. Yeah, these guys are are a little bit a little bit older than what we've brought in from a college perspective. Um I, I think what what I'd like to start with though is that both players um live out of out of state. Uh Matthew goes to Valparaiso and Abdul Abdallah goes to Post University in Pennsylvania. I wonder if he and he and the haircut Ruiz, Oh, did they play against each other? Ruiz Plaza yeah. ever played each other. We'll have to find that out. Um but both of them were out of state guys, and their their housing was actually donated to the club by an anonymous donor. So that's pretty amazing. So there's some stipulations around around their you know getting free lodging. They have to follow some rules. Mm-hmm. They have to they get an internship and and work when they're not playing. But their their housing and their transportation to and from Minneapolis City 
is uh, events, practices, and whatnot is taken care of, which is great. It's great. It's great because it not only gives Minneapolis City a, a feather in their cap for being able to attract some some in-state, some homegrown talent that might live out of state uh, in the future. I mean, that's kind of a cool cool perk to be able to offer people. Uh, but also it gives these guys a, a better chance to reconnect with the, with the community and to kind of be be around again. Right. It's great. You know, it, there might be players in the future who are from here, but their, their whole entire families move away, but they want to come back and play with us because yeah. they like Minnesota. And to have someone anonymously, whoever you are out there, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. But having someone anonymously donate to, to two kids who just they just want to play some good soccer and, and do good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll be... They're already. We've already been uh, in, in talks with trying to find them internships, and uh, you know, I think we may may have some options for them. But it's it's part of the deal, and they're working on it. And you know, they're not just taking a handout, which is great. That is great. So, um, so let's dive into their playing style. So Ma- Matthew Gway is a forward from Apple Valley, and he started out at High Point University in North Carolina, but he he transferred to Valparaiso. And. People locally might have seen him at Eastridge. Is that where he went? Uh, I believe it was Eastridge. Yep. But uh, so, but currently he plies his trade in uh, in the land of Orville Redenbacher in Valparaiso, Indiana. That's cool. And he was the sixth leading scorer, or six sorry, sixth best scorer in the Horizon League last year. And it, if you if you boil stats down, he basically scored every five shots on goal he took. Not a bad percentage. No, not a bad percentage. So we're we're definitely looking for for Matt to to fill up the score sheet with. You know, I mean, I take six shots for every goal. I don't know about you. Five, five <laughs> seems a little ambitious, but six, I'm okay with. <laughs> uh, and as far as our second, our second signing today, uh, Abdallah Ba, post university in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, this is a guy that has dreads. Yes, and and I I specifically want to want to touch on the fact that they're they're real dreadlocks they're not stupid kyle beckerman dreadlocks there see i knew the beckerman hate would come out eventually <laughs> uh so this guy midfielder from osseo right okay so ends up coming in with these dreads how many soccer players can you think about that have dreads besides beckerman i got like better femi gomez on swansea you really want me to start rattling some you off? know him? kobe jones okay uh J- jermaine jones oh jermaine jones yep uh Obafemi Martins. I was going to say, is Martins, because his are short, though. It's the dread. Oh, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like the but, long, what? flowy. Jermaine Jones don't really count. Neither does Martins. Anyway, there's a lot of... Okay, I thought there'd be less, fewer dreads There's more soccer. dreads than you can think of, but it, that's not the only thing that, that Abdallah's got going for him. He, he, well, also plays, uh, he also plays in the back, so he's also another guy who can attack out of the back. So he's... Well, a little more, little more defensive mid, a little more center back kind of. He's very combo. versatile, where he can uh, he can play both sides both sides of the ball. So if you put him in the back, he's able to be composed on it and not have, not not be as, as rushed as you know maybe your traditional defender might be to get rid of it. Yeah, um, he's not afraid of of taking on a, 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 a you know a charging attacker and, and putting a move on him in the back line because he's confident he's going to be able to pull it off. Speaking of midfielders that can that can move to the back line, did you see Kimmich's plays? On, on Saturday for, for Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah. The, the kids' tackles, I mean, this is, were insane, especially yeah. the one where he went pretty much ran a circle around around Royce and just got the ball out, just like a little, that was a little great game. back heel. And then what's Pep doing coming out and just scre- <laughs> screaming at him anyway? Hey, Sorry. Summit Beer. Summit Beer. <laughs> Summit, everybody. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was one of the more interesting uh, uh, headlines from this weekend's soccer action. But I digress. 
But um, yeah, no. Uh, but uh, Abdallah is going to be a great asset that we could use in the midfield as well as in the back line. And I'm sure if you ever need him to go up top, you'd, you'd be willing to not home a, a few game winners. So I'm looking at what these uh, these ten signings or so nine signings. One, two, three, four, five, six. Anyway, and there's some gaps that we're still looking to fill. Yep, absolutely. On the field, and yep. that's kind of something that may to to the casual listener it may seem. Almost like overkill that we've got all these tryouts, all these camps, all these scrimmages leading up to to picking guys. But we're really trying to find talent on the level that we have here with these nine. Right. We, You know, you need to build a team. And it's not just an all-star team. You know, if, 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 anyone, if any of you listening follow, the, uh, follow, the, follow NBA, when you had the Chicago Bulls winning all those titles... You really had what two out of the five players who on the on the court at any given time were yep. superstars, and we're not we're not trying to label the players that we talked about today as superstars. They are great quality soccer players who are going to be have bright futures. But sometimes you need you need a Steve Kerr. Yeah, you need a John Paxson hitting mm-hmm. the, hitting the three when he's open. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need a role player and you need a you need squad guys. So we're we've had the open trials for you know invite only, which was. A lot of the college coaches in the area sending sending players our way. That those are over, and that's kind of what we've used to build our 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 lineups for these training matches we've had. We have the open combine coming, where you know I believe it's sold out relatively quickly. That's cool. And some people have said, you know, what what are you trying to get out of the open combine? You know, if you think about it in NFL terms. How many first-round draft picks really make it to have good careers, and how many are busts? And yeah, twenty percent, twenty percent, and then how many fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh-round guys? How many Tom Brady's are you gonna find? Yeah, yeah, how many? Yeah, how many guys after the second round are you gonna find that are Hall of Famers or who are studs in the NFL? That's kind of what we're going through from, but a soccer perspective, we're we're not we're not turning anyone away. We're we're giving them different avenues, and then our last piece will be. When guys are back before the season starts, having a you know college-only combine with guys that we didn't even have a chance to even look at or know they were they were even interested. Uh, if anyone's listening out there that is interested, you know you can you can always contact us through the podcast email or the general email at the club through our website. Um, the the windows of opportunity though are closing to more of the structured. Uh, trials that we're having because of the fact that we do need to build a team and we need to get them ready to play. Yeah. Well, the more I hear about these guys, the more excited I'm getting to see them, to see them on the field. I can't believe it's still two months away. Uh, it's warm outside in Minnesota it, it feels, right now. It feels like it's going like like to happen next week, right? Ah, uh, man. Well, those are, you know, that's exciting. And as we hear more about new signings, we'll be, we'll be sure to, uh, we'll be sure to cover those here, here on the podcast first. Yep, absolutely. So uh, one thing that we definitely want to get to though is, you know, membership. Membership. What, what, does, that, mem- what does membership mean? Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I, when I joined, I became a member. I was promised a scarf. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much the most important thing for me right now. <laughs> Actually, uh, I take that back, Nate. So um, there's one more important thing as part of your membership. So why don't we just get into what an annual member is? Yeah, okay. So those of you who are listening, if you're not already an annual member, $50, five zero, only $50 affords you... Not only the scarf that Nate was talking about that is specific only to owners, so no one can buy it. Yeah. It only comes for owners. Oh, okay. Um, you get 
the piece that you're missing, one season ticket to all home games this season. Bam. Which you forgot. That's that's important. I guess it's, it's, it is important to actually yeah. go watch. It's like one A one B. One A one B. Yeah. You want to look good and then go to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're also afforded a lifetime vote on major club matters, including the board elections, as well as lifetime eligibility for board membership. So, folks, each year you pay fifty dollars, you get some sweet stuff. Yep. And and uh, you know. Being that I'm uh, I'm on top of the food chain here, you know, I might say that we maybe slice that up a little bit. I'm sure Ch- Chairman Hudeman is just <laughs> wetting himself as I'm speaking right now. I think that uh, that we should talk about maybe discounts in the future. If you're uh, if you buy a, a, a one season ticket, maybe uh, we entice you to buy multiple seasons in a row, but uh, at a discounted price later on. I think you're just you're just brainstorming though. Yeah, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, <laughs> just throwing stuff at the wall, hoping it sticks. Uh, but that's not all, folks. A lifetime membership. Oh, yeah, what's this about? So lifetime membership, you uh, you get the things that you get from the annual membership. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you need to go to the game. You get the start the scarf because you're an owner. But what you also get is the is the inaugural Minneapolis City jersey. You get the kit. What? Yeah, for three hundred and fifty dollars, you not only get the inaugural jersey, you get the scarf only for members. One season ticket. Priority annual membership ticketing benefits for future seasons. Lifetime vote and lifetime eligibility for the membership board. So not only do you get all this sweet swag for both these memberships, you get the opportunity to uh, have a voice. And because we are the people's team. So if you are, if you pay to get in, your voice is going to be heard. Plus, man, if I have to wear that kit, I'm going to probably... It's gonna be some incentive to maybe trim down a little bit because get a little oh, when you're a little when you're a little soft. Yeah. A soccer jersey is not the thing to wear. Oh yeah, around you're gonna, town. You're gonna to need to make sure that that guy that guy's <laughs> a little tighter. But uh, so uh, with that, I think we get into uh, we're done for today. I think we get into what we're gonna talk about next week. We're gonna talk about the tryouts and the scrimmages that we were just talking about from a from an open perspective, hoping to maybe have uh, some some uh, secret uh, secret guests we're working on. Yeah, we're working on some guests. Hopefully we get a we get a couple people to give us their perspective on on what's going on with these signings because maybe yeah. they're one of them. Yeah, maybe they uh, maybe they're going to be playing with us next year. Right. Maybe they're going to be coaching these players. We don't know yet, but we have some uh, some stakes in the proverbial fire as it comes uh, irons to irons in the fire. Uh, stakes irons. Stakes sound more more delicious. Iron stakes. <laughs> um, stakes. They have iron in them. Mm. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so we're going to try to bring on some folks next week, and we'll also have an update on merchandise. There's been a lot of people who are asking for scarves that uh, maybe aren't paying for the membership, uh, what those are all about. We have uh, we have just general club scarves, hats. We're going to have the kit reveal soon. I'm pretty fired up for these hats, man. Yeah, I'm going to wear the hell out of that hat. Yeah, and uh, some other merchandise as well. Um, but as always, this podcast is brought to you by Summit. Summit is the official craft beer sponsor of the People's Pitch. They are celebrating their 30th year this year. For more information about the happenings for all those events, please visit summitbrewing.com for all the things that I clearly missed at the end and Nate clearly missed in the beginning. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, as always, we leave you with our house band. Go get them, Tiger, with kicks on a wire. I am John. I'm Nate. And uh, we will talk to you Lovely ladies and gentlemen, next week. Adios.